listening to Say It Southern, aspiring to live not just as moms, but as modern Southern women, we began this project to hear from those who inspire us and recognize those who are achieving their own personal goals. Listen in as we celebrate the South and those who say it Southern. This week, we're talking with Melissa Lascaris from Art Smart Kids in Nashville, Tennessee. Melissa creates custom art with kids or kids at heart, holds classes and camps through the year, and Sarah and I cannot wait to get our hands on one in July. Join us now as we say at Southern with Melissa Lascaris of Art Smart Tennessee. Melissa, we're so excited to have you today with Art Smart Kids from Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome on. Thank you. I'm so glad to be chatting with you guys. Have you ever been on a podcast? I have not done a podcast. I have done um, a little series called On the Couch with my friend Julie Couch. Yep. Did y'all ever see Julie's series that she did for a little yes. while? Yeah. She's been yeah. on a podcast. She's an alumna. Yes. She's one of my dearest friends. And when back when she was doing her On the Couch series, she and I filmed a little episode talking about, and I guess that was... Well, that was in 2020, so it was a, a little while after I had started Art Smart Kids. But on the couch with COVID and Julie Couch. No, we were yeah, we were there. Well, we had been together anyway, so she, you know, so it wasn't quite as COVIDy or non-COVID. She your hunker down buddy, you know, um, which not not really our hunker down buddy, but but at this point we had been together several times. It was a little bit later into the you know we weren't sitting on the on the couch in March of 2020. Yeah, <laughs> that's how Sarah and I were. We were mm-hmm. like, if one of us getting it, we're both getting it. Like, we just, yeah. this is how it's going to have to be. <clears throat> yeah, so it was a little bit farther into that journey. I think by that point, I had already trans- transitioned to doing some stuff on Zoom, and then I was teaching in my backyard at one point. So, yeah, that's really the only time. I've done a couple of other little chats with some other people who do similar things to what I do. But, um, but yeah, first podcast. Well, tell us what you do then. Okay, Okay, well, my business is called Art Smart Kids, obviously, and I do a variety of different things. I do I teach classes locally in Nashville. I teach um, kids classes. This past year, I started teaching adult classes, which has been so much fun. Um, I feel like that's become like my. I, I joke with my adult clients that I think someone's paying them to come hang out with me on Thursday mornings because <laughs> I have so much fun with my adult classes. Um, I do camps in the summer. And then one of the biggest things I do, I offer custom commissions for families where families come with their kids of all ages, two to 22 is what I usually say. And we set up a large canvas and we start painting, um, getting them a piece of art that is a gallery quality piece that they're hanging in their home that hopefully they love and cherish forever that has been made by their children. Um I feel like that is where I have seen, that's where your notoriety came from because people started posting these beautiful pieces of art. And so kind of walk us through that process too. Like when, when somebody says, Oh, I want a Melissa, you know, painting, I want you to bring, I'm going to bring my kids to you and start this. How, how does that, you finish it? You make it look pretty basically because my kids art. I don't do brown. I'm gonna <laughs> glitter. I glitter all over it. <laughs> okay, I don't do glitter. One, yes. most messes I can handle. I cannot handle handle glitter. And then the brown, the brown is just a matter of making sure they're using the colors in the right order. So, um, 
So what I do is I have the clients send me, they'll send me their colors they want to use. I'll have them, if they know the space where the painting's going, I'll have them send me pictures of the space. And so I'm kind of get an idea of their style. And then they send me pictures of artwork that they love and artwork that they hate. And I'm able to take those images and piece together things that they may not be able to see that they, that all these paintings may have in common. And that'll give us kind of a jumping off point. And I'll say, Hey, I see that you like this particular line quality here, or this particular shape here, this looks very organic. And I flow from that. And so we have a jumping off point and we, st we start in with the process. We put handprints on the very back of the canvas. We flip it over and jump in and it's a lot of ebb and flow. So, so I always tell clients, we're going to start off with this idea in mind of where we're headed, but then oftentimes kids will take it a completely different direction. Um, some, particularly my younger friends, you know, they'll take a brush and just swoosh across the canvas. And mom and dad will go, no, 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 no. And I'm saying, yes, 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 yes. Let them do that. Um, and then I just paint right along beside them. Um, I have kind of a rule um, with my teaching and my commissions that I try not to put anything, put anything of mine on their canvas without asking their permission first. So, um, you know, I'll guide that and say, hey, is it all right if I add a little bit of white here? And then if I get the OK, we'll add a little white because I really want them to take ownership of it. So I try not to. I mean, sometimes, you know, somebody will do something really rogue and we'll have to dial it back in. But I try to make it, you know, not seem like I'm coming in and painting over what they just created, if that makes sense. It's really important for them to take ownership of their art and for mom and dad to have this piece or aunts and uncles or grandparents have worked with, you know, a lot of different uh, recipients of these um, for them to have a piece that has that child in it. Do, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? The child's personality comes out. Um, I have a, 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 a tell clients a lot. I have a friend who's a CFO that I've done a couple of pieces with and I, no matter how hard I try to pull those pieces away from being symmetrical They'll pull it right back to symmetry. You know, I finally realized, why am I trying to fight this? This is this is them, and this is beautiful what they're creating. You know, it's not. I, I probably wouldn't make a painting that's perfectly symmetrical, and not part. They're not perfectly symmetrical, but you know, towards that more symmetrical where their math brain is going. And you know, I've learned through the years to embrace that and say, well, but that's their personality. And so I really want it to at the end to reflect that child and that family. Ooh, so it takes insane. time, yeah. yeah. It's, it's fun. It takes us about an hour and a half and then we're done. Um, I, which actually having that hour and a half stopping point, I don't know what it is about that hour and a half. Again, it doesn't matter if the child's two or the child's or the adult is 22. Everybody's done at about that hour and a half mark. And there's something about that. Um, it's not pressure because I get in the flow and I love it and it feels like two minutes have gone by, but I know I have that deadline that I can't overthink it, if that makes sense. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm an overthinker. Mm -hmm. And I think when I'm working on my own pieces of art, I'll work on something, you know, for a month and still overdo it or never know when to stop. And so you kind of have that natural stopping point that forces you to get it all out there on the canvas and boom, you're done. Do you do like multiple children? So I've got three. Do they do one canvas or do you do three individual canvas? Technically, we're all working on one on one canvas together. At the same time, it works better that way. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've done a, everything from one child to a, a few weeks ago, I had 17 people here. Not all 17. 17 well, 17 family members here watching. It was so much fun. It was one of my favorite families I've worked with a bunch. And all nine of the grandkids came and worked on this piece with the grandparents. It was their 70th oh, birthday. 
That's sweet. It sounds horrible, but it sounds terrible. <laughs> 17 <laughs> family members watching. In my house. Nine children. That, that is, that's so actually, We were actually outside in my backyard doing okay. that one. I okay. did these outside. I started, I started doing them outside during COVID. And I have found that there's something about us being outside that helps everybody relax. Mm-hmm. And the parents relax. The kids relax. And we just go for it. I mean, sometimes we may, if I've got a little, you know, like a younger little friend and they may not want to just stick with a paintbrush, I'll say, hey, go find a stick and we'll paint with a stick. Or we'll, um, just a couple of days ago, we went and found some leaves and we used the leaves to print on it. So it allows the kids the freedom to step in and out of the process as they need to. You know, they may want to just run around the backyard for a minute. So we'll just go take a lap or we'll sit down and just sit in that space and enjoy the, you know, the fresh air. Um, but yeah, it's funny. I, I, it just works so well doing it outside. I don't know what it is. And sometimes I'll do it. I've, I've done some family sessions recently in a studio space. Uh, and that works works fine too. But there's just something about being outside. And I find that the parents aren't stressed. They're not worried if their kids fling and paint everywhere. You know, we just go for it. Um, and it's just so much fun. I love it so much. <laughs> So your background, I mean, obviously you have, you love children. You were a teacher at one point, correct? Yes. So I kind of joke that I've had nine lives. So I have an undergrad degree in art education and I taught school in Collierville for five years. You taught art or? I taught art. I taught K through five art. So I have a K through five, a K through 12 teaching license. Um, I had a student teach in high school, which was a nightmare. But anyway, so I taught, (laughs) that's my wheelhouse. And I loved what I was doing, but every year that I taught, I would get a letter from the county saying, if you're only endorsed in art, music, or PE, you need to get another endorsement because they thought they were going to cut the program. And long story, all this other stuff was going on in my life. My parents were going through a terrible divorce, and I just was really ready for a change. I, I loved teaching art, but I didn't love teaching it in the environment where I was, where I had 800 kids a week, and I didn't feel like I had much freedom. I didn't feel like I was able to accomplish much. And again, very long story short, I ended up going back to school to study architecture. So I moved from Memphis to Knoxville and um, got a Master of Architecture degree. And that's how I ended up in Nashville, because when I graduated school, I got a job offer in Nashville. And I was one of those weird people. This was 18 years ago. I was one of those people that came to Nashville kicking and screaming. I did not want to move to Nashville, Mm -hmm. which is so funny looking back, because I wanted to live in what I thought was a real city. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, and I'm paying the price for that, I think, is every day. You're in the real city. You're in the real I'm city. I'm in a real city now. Okay. Um, yeah, but anyway, so I designed hospitals and I loved that. I loved the work, loved my firm. I worked for an amazing firm here that gave me so many opportunities, loved it. And then I, um, a few years into that, my husband and I had our first child who was about to be 14. So, gosh, mm-hmm. 14 years ago. Um, 14 years ago this week, actually, I got put on bed rest and I thought I was going to go back to architecture part-time and I never went back. I had this moment where I can clearly just as plain as day, remember the feeling of God saying, I don't want you to go back to this. And my husband came home and I said, I think God's telling me I don't need to go back to work. And he's like, I think you're I don't know what's going on with your hormones, but <laughs> I think you're a little bit confused. And so I said, why don't you go, you go pray about it. I'll pray about it. And he came home from work one day and he, we sat on the back porch and said, he said, I think you're right. I think God's telling you to step away from this. 
And it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. You know, I had invested so much time, so much energy, so much money into studying architecture and really working hard those years, trying to climb that ladder, you know, and mm-hmm. to just jump off of it and leave it behind was, was really scary. So fast forward, um, when my kids, so then I had another child. So uh, when my kids were in third grade and first grade, after years, everybody saying, will you teach my kid art? Will you teach my kid art? I finally just took another leap of faith and started Art Smart Kids out of our kitchen. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah. So I was teaching out of my kitchen and here we are now. Just bringing in like individual classes into your kitchen? Yes. It's yeah. So early, on, early on, so I, I was working with small groups. I mean, I think I had maybe six kids in that first class. And of course it was all people I knew who had been asking for art classes and it was so fun. I had so many dear friends jump in and help me with things. Um, for a little while, I was actually, Julie, I was teaching in her gallery for a little while. She jumped in and was like, how can I support you with this? And we had an attorney friend. <laughs> we, I joke, he has all these huge clients. And then he says, ArtSmart is a client too. So he offered to help me, you know, get my business set up. And just so many um, dear people who jumped in to support me through this. And then it just grew and grew. And then I I had the thought one day I was doing these, you know, small pieces with kids or smaller pieces, you know, with my groups of kids. And I thought, wait a minute, I could scale this up and do large paintings with, you know, one family at a time. And what does that begin to look like? And that's where that dream of the commissions sort of grew out of and took off. So do you paint for yourself too? Are you, do you consider yourself an artist or you just teach? Um, So I do paint myself. I don't do it as much as I should. So Mm -hmm. art is my, is my healing place. It's, it's funny. A lot of my clients now, you know, obviously in the beginning, the the clients were all people that were my friends that had been asking for these classes. Mm -hmm. And they, it was really funny for them to interact with me as my art personality, if you will, because I'm super type A, super uptight, super anxious. But when I get into art mode, I, I'm just, again, in the flow, in my zone. I'm so calm and chill and happy. And um, so it's funny. I know, like, if I'm getting really tense and, you know, I was just talking earlier about being really tired. I know this is a great time for me to get out there and start doing some of my own painting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm bad about carving out the time to do it myself. Well, you're staying at home. You're staying home, mom. You've got your kids and people are asking you to do classes for them. So, were you like, I'll just do a couple classes in my kitchen? Or were you like, I think this is a business idea? Where was your mindset then? You know, I think both. And I think initially I was like, well, I'll te- do this out of my, my kitchen, teach these little classes. But I think always in the back of, I don't think I know, always in the back of my mind, I wanted it to grow into something much bigger. And so, you know, each step along the way, it was thinking through, okay, what's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? What does this begin to look like? So it's been a really fun journey of, again, you know, I would teach the classes and I think, okay, wash it off for the camps. And then I had the idea for the commissions and just watching kind of that ebb and flow um, I'm, of just, you know, what that begins to look like. And so, yeah, I really wanted it to grow into something big. I think in a lot of ways, I was afraid that it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I was almost afraid to dream that dream, mm-hmm. you know? And then I think too, it's funny. I think 
for so long, I had that identity of, okay, well, I was a teacher and then I was an architect. And still to this day, when I say to people, oh, I was an architect, I get this very, oh, very serious response. Oh, look, oh, fancy, you know, how cool. And so I think it took me a little while to embrace um, I joke that my husband, you know, married an architect and now he has a lady that paints in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, I think it took me a long time to embrace my own happiness in that space and say, this is what I love. This is, I could not be any happier where I am. And putting aside that I have to fit into this box of I have this job that makes sense or I have this business that makes sense, you know, um, because it, you think, okay, painting in the backyard, these large paintings, that doesn't make any sense, but I love it. And it's worked. And I think, I think people can feel that from me, you know, and I think um, I've had several, several other women say, you know, you've inspired me to chase my dream, you know, cause if you can say, okay, I'm going to give up this box and go, go paint and do something super crazy and wild and learn to love that, then, then, you know, kind of the sky's the limit and the world we live in now, we don't have to fit into this box of a particular job. We can, you know, follow our passions and follow our dreams and turn them into something um, that, that can be not only, you know, an income generator, it's great to have that, that income, but also doing something that you truly love doing is, is life-changing. I think it takes a lot of courage to get from you as an architect who's paid, you know, the money for the education and then the working through the business to, to step away from it and go into something because I'm a creative kind of person too. And it's hard when there's no really parameters on that, you know? And so to a creative, it's, it's hard to make a business card because you don't even know what you really are. Do you know what I'm yes. saying? And yes. so, that's that's very courageous because I would get caught up in the well this is just what I like to do it's not necessarily going to make me any money or I'm not going to have a business it's just what I like to do but somewhere in that in that middle part that seems like that's where you're either it's going to go one of two ways you're going to have the fear not to do it or you're going to do it like you did and then all these people show up and say how can I help how can I support you well, and I think I think that's the that's one of the biggest keys is I've been surrounded by amazing people who have come behind me and supported me and cheered me on. And that's something that I'll never take for granted. You know, those people early on that jumped in and said, How can we help you chase this dream? And I now my husband will tell you I'm not the best business owner. He has to, y'all saw my IT guy pop in a minute ago. <laughs> um, so I have his support too, which is amazing. He um, he has more of a business background than I do. So sometimes I'll have to bounce ideas off of him and say, Hey, does this make any sense? Yeah. Know, do it this way. Cause I'll get a little caught up in ordering too many supplies and, you know, am I doing a good job keeping track of these finances? And so, um, I'm not always the best business owner. But <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Well, but, but Adult classes and the children's classes, what are you teaching or how are they different? Is it watercolor? Is it oil-based? Is it just color concept? What is? What are the classes? Um, that's a great question. A little bit of everything. So I teach my children's classes and my adults 
classes in a very similar way back to my, my foundation in art education, where we're exploring a variety of mediums. So some classes we might be exploring watercolor, some classes we might be exploring colored pencils. So I try to ex- explore them to a variety of mediums. Also with my my young students, try to bring in a good deal of art history with them. Kids love art history, learning, you know, showing them a piece of art and, and how they can look at that and say, oh, I can relate to this. I can make something like that. And um, so we're all over the place with, with teaching elements of art and design, um, building those foundations. So I do a K through two and a third through fifth. So kind of depending on where they are. And then I base my curriculum. I start that first week out. I do six week sessions and I start that first week out with a, with a lesson. And then I adapt my curriculum as I go based on the students that are in the class. Mm-hmm. Because I have such smaller classes, I, I limit my classes to 12 now. And so, you know, like I said, I used to teach 800 kids a week. So having 12 at a time, it's really easy for me to adapt that curriculum based on what that particular group of kids needs, which has been really great as we've all kind of come back post-COVID. Because I think many of us as educators initially jumped right back into what baseline used to be. And baseline was not where it used to be. And so I had to make a lot of modifications in how I was teaching and how I was doing things, even with my even with my commissions, adapting to that of kids who had not you know been in school before, or had had school cut short, or all these other different things that you know none of us as educators had ever seen before. So again, it's probably not making a lot of sense, but being very fluid with what the needs of the students are at that time, and then same thing with my adult classes. Sometimes I'll get adults who have a little bit of art experience who want to learn a particular skill. And so we kind of talk about that going into it, but I'm mostly with my adults and teaching painting, mm-hmm. painting or a little bit of mixed media. People want to learn to paint. And so I'm doing acrylic painting and watercolor painting mostly with that group. Pa- I would, painting is my wheelhouse. I, you know, as an art educator, I had to learn all of the different materials and take classes and all of them. But if I could just do nothing but paint all day, it would make me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be interesting to see how our kids painted. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, would one paint symmetrically, like you said, and then the other one just be like, oh, wow, which is how I envision my session going, mm-hmm. you know? Well, you know, what's funny is sometimes parents will message and say, hey, this kid is going to be like this and this kid is going to be like that. And then we'll end up finding the, the commission process itself is just a completely different method than anything else I do. And sometimes the kids will do exactly like we think they're going to. And then sometimes they'll do something completely unexpected. Yeah. So I'll have kids come to me that I've taught and I'll do the same thing. I'll think, oh, I, this kid, I know what this kid's going to do. And they'll jump in and do something I wouldn't have imagined. Because we're in that commission process, we're using a lot of very non-traditional supplies. Like I have trucks and we roll the little toy trucks through the handprints and rollers. And I have some dryer balls that we'll throw at the canvas. So we're using very non-traditional materials alongside brushes and palette knives. But this is so fun. It, your, your classes fill up like crazy though, right? Yeah. I mean, you release your schedule and it's like, boom. Usually my classes do usually, particularly those I do my late class because I'm, I'm actually located in Brentwood, which is Williamson County schools. I mean, we have plenty of private school kids too, but Williamson County is such a large school district that those late afternoon classes, those are my ones that fill pretty quickly, um, which is 
it's fun. It's, it's really, again, really rewarding to think, okay, I started out in my kitchen and I've moved. I don't think I even finished all that. I started out in my kitchen and then COVID hit and I went to Zoom. And then I think we were talking earlier, then I started teaching. Um, I did an eight week session in a fall of 2020, literally in my backyard. We called it under the pines. We were back underneath the big pine trees and every Wednesday and Thursday, I'd pray, please don't let it rain. Through <laughs> <laughs> that whole session with no rain until the very last class. Um, and then since then, I've rented studio space, so it's been it's been a lot of fun. But you're taking it on the road, right? For this summer, you're doing a couple of weekends in different spots. Well, I am taking it on the road, starting with your hometown of Jackson, yeah, Tennessee. We're so <laughs> excited. Yes, I'm I'm excited. So yes, I have some other cities in the works. Okay. So I'm working out some details. I just, um, this is something um, you guys know, my brother-in-law, Dave. Dave is my other, so you know, people that have been such a huge support. Dave is my other um, business manager, always full of great and helpful ideas. He's, I know they get tired of all my questions and asking them things, but bounce that off of them for a little while of, hey, look, I think I want to take this on the road. And we talked about Jackson. So I'm actually going to be with, with, with my sister and my sweet brother-in-law. Um, doing some commissions at their house in July. So July 14th through the 17th, I'm going to be in Jackson. Yay. So, yeah, headed to West Tennessee first, you know, because I'm from Memphis originally. Okay. So West Tennessee is home. So yeah, I'm super excited about it. And then what about the camps in Brentwood for the summer? Those are my, camps are my biggest sellers. You know, camps here are super crazy with their signups. That's one of those. The second you launch a camp, they fill up. So, are you full? Um, I'm full. Oh, wow! Better get on the list. We should have done the wait list in December. <laughs> yeah. Have y'all, y'all hear the funny stories about people talking about signing up? I don't know if it's like this everywhere in the country, but January in Nashville, if you are not on that computer, whenever whatever camp it is that you want to do, you better be on there at six thirty in the morning or whenever that camp launches. Oh, moms, we need to band together. I'm like, quit doing this. Yes. I, that's what, that's what yeah. I say. I'm like, are we just all doing this because everybody else is? I don't oh. know. Don't stop, don't stop signing up for our camp, though. Don't stop. We need to have like a slack rule. Like, everybody slack until you got April. So you can kind of, you'll have, everybody jump in on April 5th, that's January what, 15th. That is done. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Some of us moms, like maybe me, miss oh. out. And then we it's missed like, out on all the camps. No art camps for us. So because everybody else <laughs> on the ball. Okay, we're gonna need a little bent there. We're gonna need a minute. We're gonna need a minute. It is, I mean, it's stressful. I get I'll get my calendars out. My son's a big golfer, so golf season's all summer, and it's like a Tetris puzzle. I'm yeah. plugging in, all right. My daughter goes here, my son goes here. Wait, how many do I have even? I was only able to fit two weeks of camp this year just because of too many. And then I'm on there, like, what if I don't get my child in this camp? I'm going to have a nervous breakdown over these camps. So we're coming from Christmas, and everybody's planning for <laughs> <a> July. <laughs> it is completely out of control. And I, yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, congratulations for selling out camps. Yes. Thank you. I'm so thankful that we have a spot for when you're here. Uh, yes, we do. Cannot wait for that. Where do people sign up for these commission paintings and the art classes and find out more information about you. Sure. Um, my website is where the signups are. So artsmartkidstn.com. And it's my Instagram handle is artsmartkidstn. Also, okay. I keep Instagram pretty well updated. My Facebook account too. I think 
I don't understand Facebook all that much. I think it rolls over there from the Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We so, I, don't, I don't understand Facebook anymore. Yeah. Yes. I don't, I don't think I keep the Instagram updated. If I yes. if we, if we add something else, I'm not sure, but yeah. Um, yeah, so I keep I keep things pretty well updated there with the with the links to the signups and all that fun stuff. Melissa, it was great to talk to we you today. We love this great concept. Yeah, we love this concept and what you're doing and um, using your gifts in a different way. It's just really cool. It's mm-hmm. cool when somebody puts the briefcase down and picks the paintbrushes up. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny way to look at it. I love that. Yeah, good for you. Oh, well, thanks thank for being you. with us today. Absolutely. Thank you guys. It's been wonderful chatting with you. Okay. We'll see you, you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I feel like we're constantly apologizing for being late. Or I am. I am. Always. Right? Yes. Well, we have an apology today. Right. This podcast is a week late. <laughs> and you know what? Such is life, people, because mm-hmm. we are a day late, a dollar short to everything in May. But you know what? I think there's like a universal excuse for just, there's a little bit of a grace period right now because it is just so insane. Yeah. Would you agree with that? completely agree. Just blame it on May. I'm serious. And it seems to me like I used to think, oh, you know, we're just having parties and end of the year recitals and this all will change as they get older. It'll get easier. But it's gotten worse. For sure. <laughs> so much worse. And why? I don't know. There's just, I mean, maybe there's more things or the things are just bigger. Yeah. And I guess, too, I feel like this year I knew a lot of seniors graduating. So yes. there was parties to go to for right. not just my own children, but for other people's children. Right. Maybe that's what. I don't know. Yeah. But my, oh my. I know. It's just, I feel like I've been in a panic. <laughs> Racing, racing to the next day since Easter. <laughs> since Easter, true. I've been in a full panic attack since Just a, Easter. A week late on everything. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. It's Memorial Day weekend. Sarah and I are both headed out of town. And lighter, like it or not, summer's here. It is here. It is here. Listen, my we have co- no camps. <laughs> that Well, my college friend called the other day we were talking and she was like, oh my gosh, it's summer. She was like, I don't even know why I'm excited because my kids have got to be at school at seven o'clock for workouts. I mean, it's uh, just kids have no summers anymore. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, she lives in Mississippi, and she's like, it's the dead middle of, you know, 107 down here. She's like, they got to be at camps, weightlifting, da 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 I mean, three children all have to be at camp. Oh. You know, yeah. all have to be at the school doing workouts. It's just like... It's 7 a.m. I don't feel like we did that. No, no, no one did that. We I, just ran the neighborhood. I know. I don't know why... America, I don't know why, why we, we feel this? like we have we have to do this. Well, it's, it's just like we were mentioning about the camps. Because everybody else is doing it. Everybody else is doing it. We yeah. don't even care what camp it is. We're just signing them up to have an activity because their friends are going. Yeah. Ugh, panic. But people like, you know, I, okay, there was one camp that I planned kind of early. But the rest of them, I'm like, I don't know, y'all. I hadn't gotten there yet. We'll just I, see. I don't <laughs> we're know. We're a week late. We're already a week behind. I know. I don't know. Is there a spot open? We may slide into that spot. <laughs> Available. But these people, these camp camp moms, moms, <laughs> camp moms. I was going to say Nazis, but moms. Camp moms. <laughs> you got soccer moms. You got yeah. cheer moms. You got camp moms. These people are setting alarms. They are, you know, up at four thirty when the when the 
you know, a sign-up goes live. We're going live. <laughs> January 1st. When the sign-up goes live. Yeah. January 1st, New Year, they're up. They're signing their kids up for this business. Why do they do that? They're messing it up for us. They really are. I know. You're filling the spots up. And then also, there's like a need so they can charge $800 now for the camp. Because sure. they're going to sell out. Yeah. You know, limited number. Limited number. There's a. It's this is a limited edition camp. It's the Taylor Swift Eras Week, and you have to pay four thousand dollars. I mean, it is. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nuts. Ugh. And you know, I am of the brain that I'm. I used to be like, I don't want to camp my kids out all summer, but now I'm like, well. <laughs> Because not Graham. Graham could lay around. He could do his thing. But Dane needs an agenda. Needs something he to do. He likes to have some plans. Yeah. So well, it is nice, I think, to take a couple weeks off in the beginning of the summer. Yes. And do that. Do nothing. Lay around. Be lazy. Yeah. You know, enjoy the break. But then it does. It gets kind of old. Well, I, I told mine, I was like, we need two good sloth days. We yeah. need two, like, we'll just eat what's in the pantry. Okay, so let me tell you what happened during our sloth day. Graham was like, well, I got a tea time. You already had a sloth day? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be, he got out uh, Thursday afternoon. So it was okay. going to be like Thursday afternoon, Friday-ish. Well, Friday I needed to sit her because I had to go out of town. <laughs> and then he was like, well, I got a tea time at so-and-so. And then we'd spend the night. I mean, I ran myself to death. Yes, yeah, yeah. Millie hasn't been home since school got out. She's been at a party, a, gen- a slumber party, yeah. A yeah. something or another. Yeah. I mean, nonstop. Yes. Nonstop. I'm hoping this coming week, like Labor Day, I mean, Memorial Day, you kind of have, you'll get back into town, you know, mm-hmm. late Monday. Mm-hmm. And then have like a couple of days that things are maybe low key before it really turns June. June and 1st. then, yeah. June 1st, <laughs> you better be gassed up. Yep. The, ready to go. The Armada better be gassed. <laughs> Because we have got to camp to camp. Camp to camp to camp. Okay. Camp mom. So are your children, what are they doing this summer? Well, we're not doing a whole lot. I'm I'm the slacking camp mom. I am too. But we, um, so we're going to see some friends for Memorial Day weekend Uh in Nashville. Going to hang out and just do the pool thing. Just chill. Mm -hmm. And then next week, it's our lazy week. We have nothing nothing going on. Same. But we will be getting ready for camps. We've got, uh, Millie's going to Ole Miss. For a basketball camp, we've got Lakeshore Church Camp, we've got, and then there's another soccer camp. Taylor May's wanting to, you know, try out for college cheerleading now. All of a sudden, she's going into eighth grade and thinks she needs to, like, be at all these cheer camps at all these universities. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's very, she's ready. Is she going? (laughs) No. I was like, we don't need to do this yet. Yeah, yeah. It's ninth ninth grade, Taylor May. Yeah, we'll be fine. Goodness gracious. You just keep tumbling in the backyard. Yes, you're fine. And then we got Stella over here, who just she's going to just be living her best life. Let's talk about Stella. Listen, she just had her kindergarten graduation. Oh, I can't oh. believe you have a kindergarten. <laughs> no, you talk about feeling old. Talk about feeling old. Seriously, go to a kindergarten graduation, <laughs> and your child's one of them. Where you're the mother. Where you're the mother. Let me tell you, those mothers were up at five a.m. Mm-hmm. doing hair. I promise you, some of those little girls had makeup on. I know they did. I know they did. Teased hair, Mm-mm. perfectly placed. Hair had been sprayed, pressed little USJ shirts. Oh, you like, know I love it. it. Yes. Tucked into their little khaki skirts. Uh-huh. Socks that had the ruffles on them and their cute church shoes or yeah. like a red tennis shoe. Stella? What about Stella? Stella's shirt came out of the Ziploc baggie from school. Stella the rolled in. <laughs> rolled what in. time did it start? It started at 8.30. All right. She was there at 8.27. 8.27. She <laughs> came rolling in hot. Her hair. Now, she did let me put a bow in her hair. Okay. Okay. 
and her hair was pulled back, but we had the bow in the front. If you did notice her from behind, though, she had a braid with beads, like a Jamaican braid uh-uh. in the back of her hair. Yeah, sure did. But she ain't been to Jamaica. She hadn't been to Jamaica. She's never been to an island. <laughs> she just likes a braid. Who braided her hair? Taylor May. It put, ba- it beads, put beads all in it. For kindergarten for, graduation. Yes, yes. It's her summer do. Island style. Island style, man. <laughs> Island bridging. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, but she crossed that bridge just like everybody else. <laughs> Bless it. Bless Listen, her. those songs... Oh, they're sweet. I know. They're sweet. You just need a yeah, like an Adderall. Or I mean, I think some of the moms have like short, sore shoulders from like reaching over, extending to get all the pictures and the videos. And mm-hmm. it was stressing me out. I was yeah. like, y'all, just sit down. Somebody will send you the picture. Yeah, you know, you probably paid twenty five dollars for a DVD. <laughs> You'll get it. You'll get it. You'll see this. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, oh fine. man, well, that's a lot. I mean, it's it's just all a lot. I, I am glad that we're doing this art session, aren't you? Yes. That'll give us an activity for July. I know. I'm so excited about it. And I, I hope I can like hang at my office or something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Her her stuff is so cool. She probably will have to go back over ours. You know, and she says that she limits it to what, was it 45 minutes or an hour? I think so. Yeah. She's going to have to pull my kids off the canvas. <laughs> Stella is going to need longer than that. She's no. going to be working. She loves it. She, she is. Mm-hmm. She'll love it. Just That's what you need to do for her for summer. Just get her... Uh, some canvases mm-hmm. and some paints and just let her get on that back yeah, porch and yeah. go to it. She won the kindergarten award in her class for most artistic. She did. Yes. Oh, yes. well, she will love it then. Yeah, yeah. That's sweet. Well, we're just banking on her being an artist. I'm following in Sarah Ott's footsteps. I'm yeah. like, she's so successful. Stella? Yeah. <laughs> this is this may be your path. It is. Yeah. It's definitely not reading. <laughs> it's not going to be reading. <laughs> so... Oh, Stella. Well, summer's here. It's going to be fun. Summer's here. Buckle up. We're going to be going to some more concerts. We just went to see Stevie Nicks. Oh, that's right. Billy Joel. Okay, we got to talk about that. Okay, so let me tell you about my friend Sarah, right? (laughs) Okay. Sarah versus Courtney. We have talked about it a million times. We are very different. We are very similar in ways, but we are very different in ways. Here's one of the ways. Sarah calls, no, Sarah sends a text on Tuesday. Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday or Wednesday. Maybe Wednesday. And was like, hey, would you happen to be able to go um, to Nashville Friday night for Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel? And I was like, what? I mean, like, I this is something that I would have planned and planned for and researched tickets and tried to figure it out and had the perfect outfit. And I was like, well, 100%, yes, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, oh, okay, well, great. I have six tickets. And I was like, uh. Okay, let's go. So, honey, we pulled it together. And really, honestly, it probably wouldn't have worked out any other way than to do that. It's the best way to do anything. Yeah. Last minute. Super yeah. fun. No and stress. So no stress. we pulled it together with some buddies. And can we talk about the people walking into the concert, though? I'm still in shock. Right. It's a Stevie Nicks concert. So I guess people older than us yeah, and, and our age, too, I guess it, maybe... They were really, really into going back Stevie. To, to the Fine. era, the seventies. Yeah. yeah, I mean, eighties. Yeah, drugs. you were either there for Billy or you were there for for Stevie. Yeah. And the people that were there for Stevie, they were all there. Oh. Well, they were there earlier, and then they were they were in La La Land. I was going to say the they the were there, started. as in they arrived, and then they weren't by the time no. we got there, and they were puking in garbage cans. Y'all, it was light outside still. I was in a wheelchair being, like, rolled out. I was like, is she okay? Is she alive? I saw the whites of her eyes. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) she, 
I think there was foam. I mean, there, <laughs> there was a woman on the sidewalk. The police were trying to get her. She was laying down on the sidewalk, and the police were trying. Were like, "Ma'am, you can't leave." You can't lay here. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to get up. And she's like, where am I going to go? Honey, she had both hands wrapped around the bars behind her. And she was like, where am I going to go? And he's like, ma'am, I don't know, ma'am. It's 630, ma'am. <laughs> go get some dinner. Yeah. How fi- How about you find a carb and then circle back? <laughs> it was just... It was wild. It was wild. And I mean, to the point that the six of us were walking up, some of us dressed in Billy Joel era, some of us dressed in Stevie Nicks era. We were a mixed bag. And we were like, is there something we don't know about? Are there, is there, is there fentanyl in the air? Yeah, what, what did we miss? Why are these people losing their minds? Yeah. It's 6.30. But our Uber driver were selling, was selling these crowns for a daughter that probably didn't exist. She really just... Needed the extra money, and we and we bought them, and they were these flower crowns with lights in them. So we all got those. Yep. So we looked like a pack of wild animals walking into this concert, but it was perfect. It was perfect. We had the best Stevie time. Nicks was amazing. It kicked off the summer, honestly. Yeah, yes. I mean, that was like mom kickoff. Mom kickoff. But you know, there was too much stuff to do on Saturday, so we were back <laughs> the next day by lunch. Back at birthday parties and yeah. practices and, and everything. Yeah. Oh. No slowing down. No slowing no, down. No, but it was it was an awesome show. Mm-hmm. I do think, like you said, it was probably Stevie's last show. For sure. I mean, last tour. Yeah. She gave a, a great ending, a goodbye. It yeah. felt like a real, this is it, goodbye. Yeah. She talked about all of her shawls. Yeah. Each one. She brought out it. There was a different shawl for everything. This is the one I wore in this video, or this when we recorded this song. And, and then she spun out in the clouds. Yeah. Um, it's probably a good thing we weren't on drugs or anything, because that <laughs> was a little trippy, and we were fine. Yeah. <laughs> Stone Cold Sober. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so amazing. Great way to kick off the summer. It was. Thank you for inviting me to oh do that. Oh my gosh, yes. That was amazing. I'm headed to Shania Twain next, baby. Are you? Yes. Where's she? In in Nashville. In and a couple weeks. doing that? Um, it's in like June, like week two of June. Uh, <laughs> and then that kicks off CMA Fest. Oh, right. We get some of those shows too, so. Okay, that's fun. Mm-hmm. We're going to Boston in late summer to see a Luke show. Um, but that's kind of, that's all we've got on the plans right now. Well, in St. Louis, you're going to St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're doing that. You know, we'll have our cousin camp and we'll have Mm -hmm. the the long thing. June, we're locked down for basketball. But Mm -hmm. other than that, we we got a few things up our sleeve. We made our bucket list. Okay, good. One of the things that's on my bucket list with the kids, I want to go to a drive-in movie. Oh, yeah. I want to take them to a drive-in. Yeah, that's fun. And I want to go back to Nashville soccer game. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... What else? I want to float the buffalo in a canoe. That's this is all, and you're, you're doing all this this summer. Yes. Okay. Wow. We we wow. Did, we did, <laughs> all we right. did it on Thursday. <laughs> we did it on Thursday. We made a list. Graham made his. Dean made his. Jason hadn't made his yet. But okay. Yeah. Just you know, going to be worn out by the time school starts back. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, here's the summer. Hey, let me tell you what we're going to be ready for. <laughs> School. Fair, fair hope. Oh, fair hope. Yeah. So all yeah. you mamas out there, <laughs> let me give a shameless plug. All you mamas out there that are organizing all the things, being the, you know, social chair for your own family, you need to go to fair hope. You deserve us. it. Yeah. You deserve it. Yes. Get them back in school. So September. Fun. End of September. Yeah. Make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> all right. Have a good Memorial Day, good weekend, and we'll see you soon.